So, folks, we've, we've been looking at this uh, series on church, uh, loving your church, and we've been talking about that, that church is special and precious to God. So as we walk into church, that's what God is thinking, that church is special and it's precious. So how do you walk into church? In other words, what are you thinking as uh, you walk in? And we've been encouraged to align our thinking with God's thinking. So as we walk in, we're thinking church is special and precious to God. So we pray about where we sit. I wonder if you've been doing that last few weeks. In other words, you pray about who you can encourage, who you can love, who you can, who you can help. And sometimes sitting near, certain, near people who you can do that with uh, will, help you, will help facilitate that. We've been talking about building, being builders and not spectators. We build up each other in love. But we're not just to be people who are just focused inwardly as a church. We need to have our, remember last week we had um, Wayne and Mandy visit us. We need to have our eyes out. So not with blinkers on looking down the whole time inward. So we have our eyes out outside this gathering. Because the news we have to share is just such a treasure, such good news. And last week we were reminded that, that God's church is a mission-minded church. That's what we think about. Uh, we act on, and Jesus asks his church in Matthew 28 and 19 to think about church mission-mindedly, how we think, how we act on it. Uh, so the encouragement was to go, not stay, uh, go with the gospel, go with power. Now today, once again, we're, we're seeing what does God have to say about church, and more specifically, what does God have to say about when we meet together on a Sunday morning? Uh, how we serve each other as we build. And, and we're going to get pretty practical, uh, which I think will be good fun. I hope it will be. And I hope it will be very useful as also we study this uh, wonderful part of, um, of the Bible, Philippians 2. Why don't I pray and then um, uh, we'll, we'll get stuck in. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word to us today. Uh, as, as Carol read it to us, it's a, just an incredible passage. We pray, Lord, that you would speak to us, that we would hear your words, and as, we, we're, as uh, Jesus tells us to do, to put them into practice, that we build our house, build our lives on a firm foundation, and that is you, Lord Jesus, and your words. In his name we pray. Amen. I've got to admit, I struggle with Audi. I hope no one works for Audi here or any shares in Audi or something like that. Now, I know it's good to save money, you know, I know that's good. But I don't know, usually the quality's not as good. Uh, call me a bit of a snob. You're a snob, Graham. Um, but it's, sometimes it's a bit hit and miss, you know, it really is. And, I, and I, it can be a little bit, um, I don't know, a little bit substandard. See, one could possibly... Well, one could describe some, maybe more, of their products as cheap imitations, um, poor imitations. They don't quite hit the mark. So let me give you some examples. Um, as you can tell, just in all, in, in transparency and fairness, I bought it on a Coles bag. I don't know how that's transparent and fair, but anyway. Um, so here we have, so the, the packet's even ripped. Um, this, is, this is Nutrigrain, Audi Nutrigrain. Put this on your shelf, mums and dads. It'll sit there for months and months on end. The children won't eat it. It'll sit there. Trust me. It'll just sit there. No one will eat it. Cardboard tastes better. Um, it's unlikely your children will ever open the packet again. Now, this next one, 
So a bit of a poor imitation, I believe. I had a bit of Nutrigrain this morning. It was delicious. This, these these caused cause some real, uh, real debate in the office this week. So these are the fake imitation jats, right? So I think, was it Beck? Who was, Beck was, was into them, wasn't she? Oh, she didn't like them. Oh, but you're okay with them. Yeah, so Kiri likes them. But, um, so Michelle likes them, but there were others who thought, nah, poor imitation, uh, not worth the effort. Um, so, but I've got my last example here because these, it's been opened. <laughs> you put chocolate out and someone will eat it. Archie, honestly, anyway. So that's okay. If anyone wants one, some, you might as well. The pack has been opened now. But look, I'm, I'm a bit of a lolly fan. I don't eat chocolate. But I tell you what, this is a, these are good. This is good imitation chocolate. No, it's real chocolate. Um, it, it's Audi chocolate is a winner. It's a good imitation of the real thing. It's what it is. So if you'd like to try any of these, you can take this home if you like. Um, you're very welcome to. And uh, I'm going to give these to Kiralee at the end of the service. Right. Because I believe she's the only one who likes them. Um, <laughs> So today we're going to think once more about what God says about church, more specifically about how we're to build each other up. What we find in this passage, we're told to imitate, imitate the one who served us by giving his life for us. We're told to imitate the real thing, the real thing, Jesus. Uh, If you've got your Bibles open, I'd love you to do that to Philippians chapter 2 verse 5, Philippians 2 verse 5, and we see there that our attitude or our mindset Notice that word again, should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Poor imitations do nothing for the church. You could say they leave us with a bad aftertaste, a spiritually bad taste. But as we imitate Jesus in love and service, then the church is built up. And spiritually, it tastes pretty good. Pushing the metaphor just a little bit too far, but that's okay. So... Philippians 2, I hope you've got it in front of you, uh, is the Apostle's encouragement to the church at Philippi to follow the example of Jesus in service and humility. And then what we're going to do, we'll spend a bit of time in that, and then we're going to apply it specifically to our gatherings. If you like, if you like this sort of thing, you can break it up, the passage, into two sections. Verses 1 to 4 is Christians together, and verses 5 to 11, 11 imitate Christ. But I've got a few headings to help us with that as well. Um, there's our Audi ad. Okay, so uh, first, this experience of Christian blessing. Look at verse 1 with me. Verse 1 tells us that good things have been happening at the church at Philippi. Good experiences in the advancement of the gospel. Good experiences of gospel church unity, a unity in the spirit of God together, sharing in God's grace together. Paul now makes an appeal from those experiences. So his appeal goes a little like this. If you've, ever exper- well, if you've experienced a number of important and wonderful Christian blessings, which we'll get to in a moment, then there is a particular responsibility as Christians, and that, that must go, go with this. So what is this experience that Paul makes his appeal from? Well, there are four if statements. See if you can see them there in verse 1. I'll read them out again. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion. They're those four ifs. So if you've experienced those things... Such as, and this is sharing in God's grace, if being Christians has brought them any encouragement, 
Uh, if any comfort in times of pain and loneliness as they've experienced the assurance that they're loved by God himself and loved by others, if you've experienced that, if you've got any sense of fellowship or friendship or partnership coming from the Spirit's work in the family of God, that's the third one, and the fourth, if any fresh experience of tenderness and compassion... If you've experienced those good things of God's grace, then Paul says to the church, the apostle says to the church, God says to us, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. In other words, if you've experienced these good things, which the Philippians clearly have, it's a great letter of thankfulness, then be unified. Be unified. Be like-minded having the same mind. Remember, align our thinking with God. That mindset we read in, we read in verse 5. Be like-minded, having the same love, God's love. Be one in spirit and purpose. See, unity is a terrific thing in God's church. It's a terrific thing. Um, it, it refreshes. It's, it's precious. It's good and pleasant, to quote some of the words from Psalm 133. You can read later on. Uh, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10 gives us uh, this beautiful example of unity and teamwork, if you like. Uh, the two are better than one because they have a good return for their labour. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. That's a great passage of church unity, actually. Unity working itself out in God's church. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. So in God's church, how does then such like-mindedness, same love, being one in spirit and purpose, work itself out in practice? What does it look like when we gather together? Well, verses 3 to 5 tell us, we live for others. So have a look at verse 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. So verse 3, if we do things out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, i.e. just living for my own interests, we're not being like-minded, we're, we're being me-minded, aren't we? <laughs> the Christian life is a life in relationship. It's why church is so, one of the reasons why church is so important. Relationships with God, so relationships with God, but also relationships with each other, so that vertical and the horizontal. It's about saying, I am second, um, third, Fourth, it's not about saying I am first. Saying me first or an attitude or mindset of selfishness is contrary to God's love. It just clashes against it, doesn't it? It goes against what our one spirit and purpose we share as followers of Jesus. And we'll see why in a moment. Instead of being selfish and looking at, at ourselves, we need to, verse 4, look to the interests of others. Our attitude, our mindset... Our thinking, how we walk in that door, <laughs> should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. We imitate him. Attitude or mind, and again, that, that we can see that word pop up a few times, can't we, in that, that little paragraph, is what's been stressed. How we think about church, how we think about each other, how you walk in. So God's church needs to follow the example of Jesus, the mind of Jesus, and that is, of course, where any loving building up action starts and that attitude is most clearly seen in Jesus in the cross of Jesus Christ so as followers of Jesus the cross serves as the supreme standard of our behavior so we imitate him 
But let's be careful here because we're not saved by imitating Jesus. We can't do that perfectly. We can't. We're actually saved by Jesus' work on the cross for us. So if you're not a Christian person, don't get caught up in this and thinking that, well, if I do these things and act this way, God will save me. Well, no, you'll fall short. We all do. But instead, what we do is we trust in Jesus who acts on our behalf and makes us right with God and we put our trust in him. As Christians, we respond to his service and sacrifice by serving and sacrificing ourselves for others. Well, Paul now spends a moment or two telling this church, Philippi, of the experience of Jesus on the cross. Uh, It is an extraordinary part of the Bible. There's no doubt about it. We're going to pick things up in verse 6. I'll read it out again. Who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. So Jesus, although God in the flesh, the very nature of God. Now, don't miss that statement. This is it's a massive statement. Jesus is God. Don't miss that. The very nature of God. He did not consider his equality or power even something that he would exploit or use for his own benefit to be grasped. Look, you know. It's not hard to find examples, is it, these days of um, either today or historically of misuse or abuse of power, uh, the opposite of what we're reading here. And that misuse of power is at the heart of all abuse. And sadly we do. We find many examples of misuse of power uh, in the workplace, in the church even, um, in government, local sporting clubs. We see it everywhere. Actually, recent protests, if you've been following the news and public discussion about the treatment of women in workplaces, in public, in marriages, testify to that fact, doesn't it? And of course, yes, Christian marriages too, uh, where power or strength is abused, it does happen. And sometimes it leads to violence on the weaker spouse, and and 99% of the time, that is the wife. Uh, Friends, there is no place for any type of abuse, whether physical emotional, financial, whatever, in Christian marriage. Uh, Such a husband ignores Philippians 2. Just ignores it. Doesn't get it at all. And and ignores God's responsibility for Christian husbands. And God's responsibility for Christian husbands, we read in Ephesians 5, is to to love their wives as Christ loved the church. How did Christ love the church? He died for the church. Well, let's see now then how, how Jesus sees, uses his equality with God, his power, his authority, uh, our model for not only Christian marriage but relationships, uh, whether you're single or married, our, mo- our model for church. Let's see how he does that. So Jesus did not think of his status as God as something which gave him the opportunity to get and get and get. Instead, in humility and service, what did Jesus do? He gave, gave and gave. He became a nobody. A great line there. He, he, um, uh, well, he emptied himself. That's what it means. He became a servant. Uh, a better word really is slave. But he became a servant for our sake. Uh, this is an attitude of humility and giving. And Paul says the Christians at Philippi, you ought to imitate that. Imitate that attitude. God says the same to us today. Imagine a church uh, with that same attitude. With everyone having that mindset 
of give and give and give with service and sacrifice, humility, defining what we do. So verse 9, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. See, all people, everyone, no one misses out here. All people, whether they've trusted in Jesus or not, will one day bow before Jesus as Lord. Uh, confess him as Lord, Lord of the universe. The universe is his, he's Lord of all. All people will do that. Now, that doesn't mean that all people will be saved. There's no universalism going on here. It just means that all people one day will bow before Jesus. That could be a really good day or a really bad day. But all people will submit, all people will confess, but not all will be saved. Let's tie these things together. Let's do that. Uh, and we get a little bit more practical. Okay, We'll try to have a bit of fun with this as well if we can. So let's imitate Jesus as the way as we come together on a Sunday in service, sacrifice and humility. And as we've seen, this is the recipe for unity in God's church. It's giving, not getting, uh, serving, not being served. What does it look like in practice? Well, okay, what about before the service? We are going to talk about during the service in a moment. What about before the service, before the gathering? You see, if our goal is to love and build each other up in service and sacrifice, imitating Jesus, then how can we be prepared to do that during the meeting? So what can we do beforehand? So being well prepared, well, that will help us. Being well prepared for church will help us immensely. So I'm going to give you a few hot tips today. Write them down if you need to. Number one. Read the passage we'll be studying. Now, usually, you'll get a bulletin in your seats. <laughs> and that bulletin will not only tell you the reading for today, it'll tell you the reading for next week. So when it comes next week, uh, do that. Just find it, and then maybe on the Sunday morning, just while you're having breakfast even, on the few days before, read the passage that we're going to be looking at the, the, the next week in a few days' time. So read the passage we'll be studying, and then you'll be ready to listen, you'll be more ready to think, you'll be more ready to respond. Tip number two, pray for the meeting. So pray for this meeting. You already pray about where you sit, don't you? Good, great, thank you. Um, but pray for the meeting itself. Pray for visitors who are coming, that they feel welcome and, and at ease and, and uh, comfortable. Uh, pray for the message being given. Pray for me. You should always pray for me. That'll benefit you as well as me. Um, so do that. Uh, pray for Beck as well, staff. So pray for the meeting. Pray. Thirdly, thirdly, come early and be ready to serve. All right? Come early, be ready to serve. That's the next little, little thing. That would be great. Okay, now what about during the service? So we, a few tips on what we do before the service. How can we build each other up in love by serving one another during the service? So we're builders and not spectators. Because even during the service, you can be a builder. Again, here's my top tips. You ready? Here we go. When we do get to sing, have a crack. Give it a go. Give it some. In other words, that's my um, interpretation, technical interpretation of um, uh, Ephesians 5 verse 19, which says, sing wholeheartedly to the Lord. I believe that means have a crack, give it a go. Uh, so that's such an encouragement to those around you. 
And don't worry if you're a bit off key. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's the enthusiasm that's the great encouragement. Have a go. Um, second, active listening. Active listening. Very much part of the building each other up. How you listen during various parts of the service can be an encouragement or a disencouragement. Uh, it, it, it makes an enormous difference to the person speaking up front if we're actively listening and engaging with what's being said. Now, I'm not just talking about me either. Um, active listening, making eye contact. You're all very good at that, by the way, right now. Excellent. Well done. Um, even a nod or two. Actually, a, a church I was at a few years ago, um, actually, even in, in this is when we were overseas, and we had a number of people who went, Mum in! Um, now, if you really want to do that, you can. If you want to, it's fine. Well, I know not many people do it here, but... Um, but after a bit of getting used to, uh, it was quite encouragement. You know, it was good. A lot of, hmm, yes. But whatever, active listening, right? It's good. Take some notes or two. That's good too. Uh, encourages those around you. It does. Because you're listening. At the opposite, of course, will discourage them. If we think about it that way. I want to show you a quick video. Um, I'm not a huge Mr Bean fan, but this is a classic skit. I just couldn't not show it. Let's see what he does in church.
Just up a little bit too early, that's okay. Um, yeah, uh, so <laughs> I, uh, I came across another little video which I wanted to show you too, but it's a bit longer, um, that, that spoke of people's facial expressions um, during the sermon. It's a bit of fun. Uh, it talked about people's facial screensaver. Now, I reckon the Mr Bean video covers all of these. Let me give you a few examples. So that was the, the gist of it was what facial screensaver are you running during the sermon? So, uh, so here's the, what, the, the first one. I, this wasn't on the video, though. So there's the Mr Grumpy, the, you know, that sort of facial screensaver. In other words, you're not getting, I'm closed off, you're not getting through to me. Now, this one was Mr Bean um, had the invisible fairy for a while, so... You know, the facial screensaver like that. Just looking around, counting the bricks on the wall, maybe the, the stitches in the, in the quilt behind me. Um, that sort of idea. That's, that's the, the invisible fairy. There's the stun mullet. I think Mr Bean had a bit of the stun mullet. That's the... And after a while, you begin to wonder whether that person's actually alive or not. Um, uh, that's, that's OK. And um, then there's the... Uh, this, the I only, I, I, there was another name for it, but um, I called it the sleeping on the train guy. So when, you, when, you, when you're sleeping on the train, you're trying not to sleep on the train, but the struggle is real. And so this happened, this was part of the Mr Bean sort of skit as well. So you sort of sit there and, you, and then the head starts nodding. Down you go. <laughs> up, up again. Um, that's the sleeping on the train guy. Uh, wrestling with consciousness. But look, in all, in all seriousness, um, I think we should. We should have a think about the way we listen. Because uh, it's, it can either be an encouragement or a disencouragement, can't it, to those who are around you. There you go. I've got one more tip for serving as well, uh, building in love during the service as we imitate Jesus. It's, a pretty, it's one we talk about quite a bit and I think one we're very good at. Uh, we look out for newcomers. That's what we do. Um, visitors and so forth. Remember, it's not the minister's gathering. It's not my gathering. You'd be surprised how many people come to me and say, Can I, or, how's your church going? Uh, and I, I know what they mean, but they, they, they talk about it as, I'm the minister, it's my church. No, it's not it's your church. It's our church together. So uh, we welcome people, to, welcome people to your gathering, just like you would if they come to your home. You'd welcome them to your home. Same thing. And friends can wait. Friends can wait. Friends can wait for our attention on a Sunday. Better still, work with friends to welcome others. It'll actually deepen those friendships. Introduce newcomers to someone else, not like you're passing the buck. There's so-and-so, quick, get out of here. No, it's not that. It's so that they can get up and get to know other people. Uh, and other people can then serve them. I read this really excellent article recently that said that an, al an alone person in church is an emergency. It's a good line. And an alone person in church is an emergency. The author went on to write later on, uh, my guess is that we have all, at one time or another, walked into a gathering and wondered, who will love me? What if we asked ourselves instead, whom can I love? It's a good question, isn't it? You see, when they walk into church, servants who build ask, whom can I love? So let's pray and ask God to help us with all this 
let's ask to be servant, ask God to help us to be servants who build, to keep doing that and have that mindset, that attitude of Jesus who died for us. Let's pray together. And um, I didn't mention this in the start, sorry, but if there's, a, a time, if there's an opportunity for a question or, or a, a comment, then we'll have that after I've prayed. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your precious and, um, and special church. Lord, we thank you that, uh, Lord Jesus, you emptied yourself on the cross and died for us so that we can be right with you, we can know your love, be forgiven. And Lord, we pray that we as your church would respond in a, in, with the same attitude, the same mindset of the Lord Jesus who gave himself up for us. Lord, we pray that we'd be giving ourselves up for others in sacrifice and humility. Lord, help us to do that. Some days it's harder than others, and some days we really need your strength. So we ask for your spirit to be poured out on us as, as we obey you, Lord Jesus, and your words to us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.